1: I hope everybody's keeping well in these uh, strange times. Uh, and thank you for taking the time to dial in this morning. <clears throat> As said, I'm Martin Morgan, CEO of Sentiment. And I'm joined today by Ross Gerrard, our CFO, uh, and Alex Cars, uh, Head of Corporate Communications. Now we're going to briefly go through our queue for operational results, and then we're going to open the floor for any questions. So it's in today's results. Uh, pleased to say that uh, headline production numbers were delivered in line with our updated guidance from October. we produced 68,000 ounces there in the fourth quarter, and that brought 2020 production to a total for the year of 452,000 ounces. As we outlined in our capital markets day back in December, the short and medium-term priorities at Sukari have really been focused on delivering improved long-term operational flexibility, which would give us a better consistency of delivery in the future. And aligned with that operational focus, of course, we continue to focus on costs and productivity gains as we look forward uh, to the future. In terms of geology, we started to roll out both the uh, surface exploration programs across the concession area uh, while commencing the underground and open pit commens- uh, comprehensive drilling campaign uh, as we look to both better understand and further grow the resources and ultimately the reserves for the operation. In terms of the open pit, mining, all mining focused on the uh, medium to low-grade area of Stage 5 North, and this continues to be the primary source of mill fee for 2021. Um, the focus, of course, was really on waste mining. Uh, in the West Wall, this was focused on the rehabilitation in the vicinity of the area uh, uh, of instability that was identified in October last year, uh, and that work continues to progress well as we seek to both uh, depressurise the, uh, the water uh, from the uh, groundwater from the, uh, the West Wall uh, and unload the area uh, from stripping from above. In the north of the open pit, uh, we continue to do the pioneering work from Sukari Hill, uh, and that's in preparation for mining the Cleopatra zone by open pit in the future. In the eastern area of the pit, work's continued around preparation for the commencement of capital waste mining contract. That's the pioneering work in this area. And capital have made good progress in terms of their mobilisation of equipment and people to site as they prepare to dig in for the 120 million tonne waste contract, which will start the first half of this year. On the undergrounds, again, the focus is on development to provide both operational flexibility and the long-term planning as we move into Patar and ultimately towards the Hall of Stone. A good progress was made across 2020, and I'm delighted to say that the uh, the initial stage, stage one of the ventilation upgrades, were completed uh, during the quarter, uh, and that's going to give us uh, uh, increased uh, mine airflows and great flexi- greater flexibility as we head to death Processing was at steady states uh, uh, with throughput and recoveries in line with expectations. Uh, glad to say that fourth quarter saw the commissioning of TSF2, that was both ahead of schedule and the budget and that's been a fantastic achievement by the operational and project team to enable us to do that. Uh, good progress was also made across the camp upgrades, the HV switch gear, uh, and completing some of the feed work around the solar project. We continue to be vigilant around COVID and its potential impacts on the business. Uh, I think I've said previously on calls that I've been grateful and delighted with our team's response to uh, the COVID situation and our partners in Egypt and across West Africa as we've helped to navigate this difficult period. Remain focused on the issue about keeping our people safe and looking at such operational things as supply chain and stock and inventory levels. I'll now pass over to Ross.
2: Thanks, Martin. <clears throat> Q4 numbers and, more importantly, the full year financial year 2020 headline numbers were delivered in line with our updated guidance re- released late last year. Healthy revenue generation of $150 million in Q4 resulted in $829 million, um, uh, US dollars for the year. Um, our 2020 cash cost of $719 per ounce was within our guided range of $740 to $790, and our all-in-sustaining costs of $1036 US per ounce was within the range of $950 to $1050 per ounce. Having previously indicated that Q4 would be cash flow neutral due to redu- reduced production volumes and back-end-weighted capex profile, We generated three and a half million free cash for the quarter, resulting in one hundred and forty two million dollars worth of free cash generated for the year. Importantly, finishing the year with a strong balance sheet with no debt or hedging and cash and liquid assets of three hundred and ten million US dollars. Our full year financial results are scheduled to be published on the eleventh of March, where we will give you a full analysis and breakdown of our results, including the board's proposal for the final twenty twenty dividend and I'll
1: pass back to Martin. Thanks so much, Ross. Looking forward to our guidance for 2021 remains unchanged from the capital market day back in December. That's 400 to 430,000 ounces of gold production, cash costs in the range of eight to nine hundred dollars per ounce, and an all-in sustaining cost of between eleven $1, fifty and twelve fifty dollars per ounce. As we mentioned, it's a significant year for capital expenditure at about two hundred twenty-five million dollars. And this includes projects including the solar project, uh, pastoral plants, uh, as we've noted, the accelerated open pit stripping program and obviously increased underground development and also a significant uh, uh, investment in geological uh, uh, drilling uh, to pursue organic growth opportunities both across the surface and at depth to the ore body. The phase two of the Sakari Life of Asset review is underway. We're assessing additional opportunities for cost-saving and further operating efficiencies. Now updated dated life of mine plan should be ready by the end of the year. In West Africa, the strategic review of the portfolio continues, and we're looking to update uh, you during the first half of this year, both on mineral resource estimates and our future plans for individual projects. In addition to that, we continue to engage with the government of Egypt around the bid round, uh, and we're looking forward to giving you an update once we have further uh, news in respect of the uh, the awards. And with that, I'd like to open up to questions
4: Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad now. If you wish to withdraw your question, please press star 2. Please ensure that your line is not muted locally. Our first question comes from Kevin Kadudi from Bank of America. Please go ahead. Uh,
5: Thank you. Good morning. Um, So if I look at the cost in Q4, uh, they were about 70% higher than Q3. Um, you you are going to start like the uh, waste tripping in the first half. Uh, you 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 target to uh, to produce less gold and sell less gold than in 2020, but you still uh, have a, uh, a cost guidance AIC of 1,000 uh, 1,150 to 1,250. Um, can you just explain um, how confident you are in that gu- in the, in that cost guidance and the trend? Uh, in uh, in cost for the different quarters uh, for 2021.
1: Please. Ross, do you want to maybe
2: uh, take this one in terms of the cost, more uh, modeling sustaining? Yes, happy to Martin. Martin. Hi, Kevin. Yeah, we're, we'll be able to give you a full analysis and breakdown of the costs um, with the full year financial um, results, um, and we'll do a deep dive then. But to answer your question, I'm you know very confident in terms of the modeling that we've done on the costs. For uh, 2021, um, I don't think we must look at uh, Q4 in isolation in terms of that cost profile because obviously the metrics um, and the ounces produced with the cost profile were out, out of line but in terms of that as we've modelled and, and the budget that we've put together we're very confident in terms of hitting those metrics and that's why we've maintained our, our guidance ranges. But we will be doing a more fulsome and, and we'll go into the deep dive with, with the full year uh, numbers and be able to show that to you.
4: Okay. Thank you. Our next question comes from Raj Rai from BMO Capital Markets. Please go ahead.
6: Thank you, Operator. Good morning, Martin, Ross, and Alex, and happy new year to you all. Uh, My first question is on the contractor mobilization. Uh, You did mention that you have made good progress on that, uh, but do you see any potential risk with the, the world again into lockdown? and um, with respect to getting all the blast tool rigs in place and then the manpower, required manpower? Thanks, uh, Raj. Happy New Year to you as well.
1: There. <laughs> it's uh, good to speak to you again. Um, look, in, in terms of the uh, of the mobilization, no, we we have a, a, a detailed schedule of, of equipment uh, arrival uh, stretching back to sort of uh, November last year uh, going through to uh, to March. Uh, I'm pleased to say sitting here in, in sort of, you know, two-thirds, half the way through January, but in terms of the both trucks and excavators, for example, uh, that has continued to roll forward on plan. The uh, last discussion with Capital, we don't anticipate any issue with the uh, arrival of equipment uh, for the waste stripping contract. Uh, same applies to the blast hole. Uh, in terms of the uh, personnel, um, waste, uh, sorry, Capital had already sort of uh, identified and retained a number of the senior uh, key management, uh, which is one of the stipulations that we had for, for in the contract. We wanted to understand their sort of personnel and uh, who would be implementing that. because obviously people are key. Uh, so in terms of, for example, a number of the key senior uh, individuals were already on site during Q4 last year as well. So at this stage, uh, you know, they are, are, are you know, certainly on track and, and possibly slightly ahead of where they needed to be both in terms of equipment and people uh, around that. So, so at this stage, no, 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 no anticipated issues. Obviously, you know, uh, depending what happens with COVID uh, around that, uh, I mean, who knows which way it's gonna go, but, um, but I think given the sort of the operations resilience over the last year, how we've dealt that, uh, with that in terms of sort of, you know, keeping the site uh, safe and operational, is this, uh, no, not anticipating any issues at this stage, Raj. Uh,
6: okay, thanks, Martin. And then on your um, stage for Westwall, you did mention that you're continuing with the depressurization. Uh, where, is there a timing when you expect to open it up for, for mining? Yeah, look, so so look, that, that has continued well. Uh,
1: the, the holes have been drilled uh, in that sense. very limited water coming out of it. So, you know, there is a, a, it's not a significant water issue uh, as far as we can tell at this stage. Uh, the mining from uh, from above to unload the area, that has continued as well. Uh, and that continues to progress through Q4 into Q1. Um, in terms of when we might go back in and start to sort of mine uh, that particular area, um, that is in sort of uh, for this year. Uh, and it could be sort of, you know, currently stated second half of the year, but that could well be brought forward depending on them, or on them as well. So, so we're conservative said that we'll finish that work during the first half of the year and be ready to go the second half of the year. But there is potential opportunity to bring that forward. But at this stage, you know, having additional operational flexibility is key for us. Uh, and that's the focus just to get that stripping and depressurization work done.
6: Okay, thank you. And then on your geotechnical work... Um, um, has all the drilling be, I, did, I I think you have mentioned in the previous uh, call that all the drilling has been completed but can you give us an update on where it is and if you have uh, any early uh, learnings from the geotech assessment that you guys are doing? Yeah, so so the actual physical hole drilling and
1: logging was completed in December, uh, and that data has now gone to our third-party uh, geotech consultant uh, uh, working with the site-based team as well. So it's still relatively early. Obviously, there's a little pause. Uh, our, our current geotech uh, expert advisor is uh, Aussie-based, uh, and obviously with the Christmas and New Year period and summer, it, uh, things did sort of quiet down a little bit there. But um, picking up again, so look, pleased to say the physical drilling and logging program done. Uh, and the analysis is underway at this stage, so so too early for any definitive outcomes from that. But pleased to say that we're in the analysis phase now, and I would imagine over the coming uh, weeks and few months we'll be able to to,
6: to look at that uh,
1: and then refine our overall slope angles as they feed into the into the longer term planning that we're going to do this year.
6: Okay, and then lastly, if I may. Uh, on the Egyptian bid round, uh, where's the process at right now? I I think you last uh, in our last conversation you had mentioned that uh, the fiscal agreements uh, with the government needed to be done. So is is that where it is currently pending? Yeah. So so look, we we've obviously um uh, uh, you know like a, a number of other groups have,
1: have been sort of you know verbally awarded or acknowledged of uh, of a, a successful bid. Um, we're engaging with the government around that uh, we, we have some uh, a number of areas where we'd like to engage for further clarification uh, uh, and potential sort of um, uh, amendment or adjustment to some terms so that that process continues. Uh, uh, I don't believe we're any further ahead or behind any of the other groups that are, uh, uh, are out there. We're all sort of working, uh, I believe, roughly at a similar sort of timeline. And I would hope over this uh, this first quarter that can be resolved and we can move forward from there. So, um, yeah, just working through the process with government and engaging with them, uh, uh, like uh, like some of the other groups as well that we're aware of.
6: Okay, thanks, Martin. That's it from me. Thanks, Roger.
4: Our next question comes from Tim Huff at Peel Hunt. Please go ahead, Tim.
7: Uh, Yeah, Thank you very much. Um, Just two questions. One's a follow-up on on the comments that you've made regarding um, the stripping and depressurization on the West Wall. Is that right that you guys are looking to finish up that work in the first quarter and that therefore gives you flexibility to either start mining in the area in in the second half or or even the second quarter at at earliest? Is, is, Is that what you were saying previously? Sorry.
1: Uh, first half, so 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 yeah. First half is is the plan to get that work done. The the actual, I, I guess, where we're looking at, I just for a little bit more clarity, is that, that clearly there's an area of, of of unloading above the area of instability. So those are benches immediately above. So that's in stage four, effectively west. But also, of course, we are pushing back the stage five wall as well. So we're just working through now the sequencing of of you know taking that deep, deep sort of um, deep, uh, taking the weight off and de-risking that area but also as part of the stage five pushback as well. So so that work is being worked through, uh, and, and you know, first half of the year is, is what we've said to get that done effectively.
7: Okay, that's helpful. Thanks. And then the, the other one I had was just on CapEx, just thinking about everything you've been talking about with all the um, – well, everything that's going on with stage five and the west wall of stage four, and then all of a sudden also with the arrival of all the equipment on site – Is is it fair to uh, I don't I don't know what you guys are looking at right now, but it sounds to me like cap like CapEx in the second half of the year is going to be heavier than than the first half because early first half seems more of a continuation from Q4, um, and also on top of everything is is you know the unforecastable which is COVID. Uh, impacts on, on, on logistics constraints and all. So I, I was just trying to get some thinking about how you're looking at capex trends through the year on a quarterly basis or even a half year basis. Sure,
1: sure. Well, I'll maybe
7: leave Ross
1: to talk in a second, but look, of the, shall we say, so we obviously got to have got a lot capital in terms of things like engine rebuild and, you know, just ongoing development work and so on. So that, that would be consistent through the year. When we then look at some of the, uh, the, the, the bigger items, so for example, the, the capital waste mining, clearly they're going to ramp up through the first half of the year and get moving through the second half of the year. So, yes, you could you that that would be quite clearly in the capital waste shipping area. That would, of course, uh, be second-half-weighted. Things like the solar plant through the year, that'll be a fairly even burn-old of sorts. Some early-stage uh, uh, earthworks site prep, uh, equipment purchasing and installation. So, again, uh, uh, sort of relatively sort of evenly spread through the year, pace plant in a similar sort of way as well. So so I, I think there are a couple of items that will be more back-ended, specifically capital and the waste mining contract uh, uh, spring to mind, uh, but the other stuff obviously is, is possibly more sort of uh, even distributed through the year. Ross, from, from your perspective, I mean, looking at that sort of, you know, ongoing normal run rate of sustaining CapEx.
2: That, that's exactly right, uh, Martin. So we've got uh, circa 90 million that's evenly spread. Uh, we must The profile for this year is 225 million. Of that, uh, the gap, there's $80 million, which you have already pointed out in terms of the capital drilling, the solar and the CRF. Those will all be weighted to the second half of the year. So there's a big chunk um, uh, that will sit and uh, reside in, in, in the H2.
7: Okay, that's really helpful. Thank you.
4: Our next question comes from Noah Sheriff at Arkham Capital. Please go ahead. Yes, uh, thanks uh, for the call, the One.
1: I love that. that. That's gone to me, said. I don't have same for everybody else.
4: Sorry, Noor, we can't seem to hear your line. Could you please try again? Unfortunately, we're not getting anything from your line, though so if you could possibly redial and we'll move on to the next question for now. So the next question is from Alan Spence at Jefferies. Please go ahead, Alan.
5: Thanks, and good morning, everyone. So I've got a few questions. I'll take them one by one. Um, the first one regarding production, we're, we're partway through Q1 now. I think previously you talked about a staged recovery through the year, but can you give us a bit of a sense on how you see Q1 shaping up at this point? And if that's maybe too early, just kind of if you could talk around sequential improvements and grades. Sure, sure.
1: Well, look, uh, three weeks in, um you know, pleased to say no issues so far, Alan. <laughs> Delighted to say that uh, by the 19th we, we remain on track, which is always a good start to the year. Um, no, look, uh, look. I think I think as we flagged earlier, Stage Five North, uh, uh, you know, remains the sort of main production area for us, uh, and obviously that is the sort of the, the lower to medium grade zone. So, so in terms of operational flexibility, you know, we don't have a huge number of areas where we can go to from the open pit, uh, and obviously it is that sort of medium sort of uh, for lower grade material as well. And um, you know, the, the the sort of the consistent sort of, I won't say issues, but the consistent thing we're finding, of course, is that. But some of the ore, uh, sorry, some of the waste, uh been recategorized into low-grade uh, material. Once it's drilled off on grade control, uh, no real changes uh, as we sped into stage five. but we we do see um, some of that waste being class- classified as lower-grade material as well. So that that this, that has persisted into stage five, as we anticipated it would do. Uh, but otherwise, steady as she goes, and the old radio head song of no surprises that applies, uh, which is great as far as I'm concerned. I'm uh, just moving on that basis. So, so no surprises in the open pit, underground. Uh, again, you know, real focus on development, getting operational flexibility into um, uh, into the operation of having multiple working areas available while pushing that capital infrastructure to get across into Pitar and, and open up down into Horus as well. So, um, yeah, n- nothing, uh, nothing particularly uh, to report at this stage.
5: Okay, thank you. And then sticking with Q1, but then turning to kind of the waste stripping, you mentioned kind of that. A ramp up from capital in h one. So is it just a fair assumption that Q1 trip ratio is going to fall below that kind of four-year average that you presented in December?
1: Yeah, look, to be honest with you, Alan, what we've done is, um, you know, in terms of the Eastern Hills uh, area where capital will be operating over the fourth quarter and through the first quarter of this year, we've actually done a lot of sort of the pioneering works, that kind of sort of, you know, small, fiddly work to get access roads in to establish benches and so on and so forth. Uh, and, you know, that work is, it, it can be slow, uh, you know, obviously, uh, obviously using smaller kits, trickier terrain and so on. But I'm pleased to say that we've made some good progress on those pioneering works. And what we really hope, of course, is that by the time capital are ready to roll effectively, that we've got an opened up area, benches available, and they can hit that quite hard as well. So, so I, I think, you know, we'll continue certainly on the eastern hills to sort of, you know, do our own shipping, but also helping to, to prep to give capital the best start we can and um, Sukari hill to the north of, of stage five north there you know again sort of slow progress to get that pioneering up there to open up that as a bench and then start to bring that down as well so so you know while there's a focus on stripping it doesn't always equate immediately a lots of volume uh at this preparatory work we've done once that's done of course and we've got those benches established then we can hit that quite hard as well uh, and on the east uh, sorry on the western wall uh, that just continues, as we mentioned before, around the stage five pushback and the stage four unloading as well. So, yeah, remains a key focus for us. Uh, will be for this year uh, as we look to get that pit back where we want it to be uh, and give us that flexibility.
5: Okay. And the last one is just on the PSF, um, that second one that's completed there. How many years will that last you?
1: Uh, uh, ooh, good question. Uh, it, it's designed for life of mine on current pit. So, um, yeah, so, so that is the, the intended capacity. We do have, uh, I, I understand, additional ability to raise that if we need it further beyond that. Uh, but that is designed for, uh, for balance of life of mine. So we're actually very pleased to say that, uh, that we started pumping the first uh, material into that back in December uh, uh, and given the sort of the work done. Uh, to get that site prepped, installed, uh, lined, and ready to go in the 12 months is a fantastic effort. Obviously, notwithstanding sort of COVID in the background as well. So that allows us to give us that additional operational flexibility. And TSF two, uh, we can finish off with TSF one, uh, and then we can start sort of closure and rehabilitation planning around TSF one of the balance of this year as well.
5: Okay. Perfect.
4: Thanks very much. Have a good day.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: As a reminder, for any further questions, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad now. So we have a question from uh, Noor Sharif from Alokham Capital again. Please go ahead. Hello, yes, uh, this is Noor. Can can you hear me now?
5: Yes, yes, please. Please go ahead.
7: Yeah, great.
5: Okay, so uh, just one question for me, uh, if I
2: may. Uh,
7: Can you shed some light on the reason behind the the drop in the underground grade in, in Q4? And uh, what what should we expect in, in 2021?
1: Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Noor. Yeah. Look, uh, as we mentioned, uh, you know, we we, uh, we took the decision in terms of sort of setting ourselves up to the medium to long term. So obviously there was a real focus on uh, on, on development during the period, uh, both in terms of infrastructure development, but also scoping development. And um, we were developing across the Qatar number of areas, uh, and, and therefore those uh, the development grades that associated with developing in Qatar are lower. Uh, and that brought in. So, so in terms of the sort of the mix of ore, uh, we saw some more uh, development ore coming through. It is a background lower grade than we've seen in a month previously. Uh, and that obviously dragged that down effectively. So so it really is just a function of, of pushing that development to give ourselves that operational flexibility as we go forward. I think as we said in the December Capital Markets Day is that, you know, as we look forward, you know, Qatar is going to be increasingly become the, the primary source of ore. That does sit around that sort of, you know, you know four, five, six gram material. Uh, but obviously, the medium to longer term pushing down towards Horus, top of Horus is that, uh, you know, we're, we're hoping uh, and expecting that those grades will return back in line sort of, you know, towards those among levels uh, as we head down there as well. So, so yeah, dropping grade, increased development in ore in uh, uh, as well. Lower grades associated with that bring the overall grade down. But as I say, within a longer-term strategy of opening up additional stokes to give us better flexibility. Yeah, that, that's your thing. No problem.
4: Our next question is from Metahan. Meta from Waha Capital. Please go ahead.
5: Uh, hi. Uh, I was just wondering something. Uh, I guess, like, uh, you are guiding for the second half of 2021 to be reaching back in terms of, like, the production Old levels of like the higher base production, and with that in mind, I'm wondering where do you see the all-in sustaining costs in the second half and also like the 2022
1: onwards. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, look, I think you know I would point back to our capital market day presentation to uh, back in um, back on the second of December, and I think hopefully we, we did lay out. Excuse <coughs> me, sorry, we did lay out our. Forecast for both um, uh, both. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still going to give one second on the cough, Sorry, sorry about that. Like frog in my throat there. Um, yes, yeah, to, to point back to the uh, the capital markets day uh, as developed uh, as uh, as evidence in December uh, on the future guidance. So, so look, I think at this stage, no change to that uh, to that look forward on on both production uh, and costs. Uh, and as we've mentioned, that would see us obviously moving back towards the sort of the uh, historical levels uh, of uh, towards sort of, you know, high 400s, five hundred as, uh, as the drive forward. So there's so no real update to that at this stage. Uh, obviously, we've got the Life of Mine plan coming out uh, towards, the end of the, um, uh, towards the end of the year. And I think that'll be the next opportunity where we'll be able to sit down and map out a combination of, of future sort of production levels, but also long-term sort of trends in terms of both cash and only sustaining costs hopefully benefiting from those additional cost uh, initiatives and productivity gains that we're looking to layer in as well.
5: Sure, yeah. But, like, uh, if we go back to the old production levels, I mean, shouldn't we see also the AASC falling back to, like, a 900? I mean, your earlier guidance for 2020 was, like, a 870 to 920. Ah. Dollar uh, yes. per us for the AISC, shouldn't we go back there instead yes. of staying at uh, like uh, 1,200 levels?
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, look, look, absolutely. I think again, as we mapped out in December, the 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 view that we have for, uh, for the, the uh, operation long term is to be producing, you know, somewhere between 450 and 500,000 ounces per annum. Uh, uh, with a um, <clears throat> with a you know sort of a, a focus on value over volume,
5: uh, you know not
1: ounces for ounces. Take want those quality ounces of a higher margin, uh, and naturally, if we do that, sort of looking to that sort of uh, all interesting as you've mentioned there, uh, sort of sub a thousand effectively as well. So, so the vision for us is to is to push that sort of production back towards those historical levels, uh, a focus on on value. Uh, and, and that will, as you say, a combination of increased volume production, but also the cost initiatives and productivity gains will see that all is sustaining uh, and cash costs move back towards those levels. That, that's right. Yeah. And the vision to that, of course, is is sort of, uh, you know, stepping back towards that over 21, 22, and 23 uh, and across the balance of the
4: decade. Sure, As a final reminder, please press star 1 for any further questions. We have one last question from Hugo Bradbury from EBS. Please go ahead. Hi, Hugo. Are you on mute? Your line is open for a question. Apologies, it was on me. Um, morning, team. I've just got a couple of questions. One, to follow-up on um, Alan's comment on the TSF2. You said it's designed for life of mine on the current pit. Does the Cleopatra new kind of open pit uh, affect this detrimentally? In, is this going to bring down the life of mine for TSF2? No, sure no, I think I I think, no.
1: No? No, no, no. I think we've got capacity at this stage for that. And look, the current capacity is designed as is. Uh, and obviously we have a well, obviously, but but we do have an ability to to raise the to the embankment and the funding around that, and we could get extra capacity in that as well. So so at this stage it's it designed as is, and uh, we do have additional flexibility to increase that should the uh, the resource the reserve uh, uh, increase. Now, if we were to find the satellite deposits in, in our concession or or more broadly in the regional that, that came in, then then obviously we'd have to look at that if it was a significant uh, you know volume of tonnage. Um, but that, you know that would be a nice headache to have down the track. Effectively, so so current sort of you know uh, open pit underground, uh, we've got sufficient capacity in TSF too. But in the in the wonderful event that we we found a significant additional ore source that, that extended that, then we'd be looking at a third facility. But at that point, you know we've added a you know a number of millions of ounces to the uh, the reserve base, and I don't think anyone's going to be too particularly
4: bothered about that as uh, as an issue. Great. Right, perfect. And then just my second question is on the Egyptian bid round, providing that it all goes through okay. Are you still planning to, uh, your aim is to provide satellite feed for the current Sukari plant? And if so, have you thought about how the agreement terms will work as that's a separate tenement to the Sukari tenement? Sure. Sure. Look,
1: um, you know, First prize for us on a, on a capital basis would be to find something that we can bring into the existing infrastructure. So obviously, you know, not having to build uh, another processing plant or another significant part of the infrastructure. If we can find uh, a, a resource or a, you know, sorry, a reserve, I should say, that we can, we can bring into the mill, then that's obviously the lowest capex, best cost benefit analysis for us. So obviously that would be uh, first prize. But look, if we can find a standalone operation that just, you know, doesn't make sense to bring to Sukai, but standalone, that, that also would be a fantastic result. So, so that's, um, you know, exploration is what it is. We'll, we'll find what we find uh, and then we'll make a plan from there. But, um, you know, obviously we'd be delighted with either of those scenarios. Um, in terms of the, you, you know, you're right. It, it's an interesting point around if, um, if we, uh, if we found something in, under a new concession agreement, if you like, using the new code, but wanted to bring that into the existing uh, infrastructure. You know, how would you square that circle? And that's a conversation we're having with uh, with government around how that might work. Uh, and quite simply, from, from my perspective, I'd always sort of default to Occam's razor. You know, what's the simplest, uh, uh, best uh, sort of way to approach that, both from a regulatory and fiscal basis, but also operationally. You know, if you're bringing an ounce in from a satellite deposit on a, on a new terms concession, how does that ounce get sort of treated? Is, is it the concession agreement profit share? Is it the new tax, rent, and royalty? You know, does that ounce displace uh, an existing ounce, and so on in, in, in the, the current concession? So you can imagine, that, you know, that that could be quite a complex situation. Uh, and I'd personally sort of, you know, prefer to default to sort of an Occam's razor approach about how satellite feed was treated in the existing uh, uh, infrastructure. But obviously, you know, ongoing discussions with government in the uh, in the happy event that we we're able to find satellite feed, how that might be treated. But, but it, it, it's a good point. It, it, it's well picked up. And it's something we've certainly been thinking about and been discussing with government.
4: Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Very clear. Thank you. As we have no further questions on the call, I will hand it back to Martin M. Ross to wrap up.
1: Thanks very much, Seb. Well, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to, uh, to dial in. Uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, listening in today. And I say, just to reiterate, hope everybody is uh, is safe and well. Uh, and looking if there's any further questions or comments that you'd like to sort of get in touch with, uh, please please feel free to, to get hold of Alex or, or myself and Ross. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you again uh, next quarter uh, and hopefully continuing to uh, deliver into the plans that we've laid out as we can deliver quarter-on-quarter results. So thank you, everybody. Uh, I wish you all uh, a very good day. Uh, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.